started recording, we like tipped our mics together like we were cheersing, <laughs> cheersing our mics. I thought that was funny. That was fun to share. What's up, LP people? We're coming back to you we fresh. We missed you. I literally all week was thinking, yeah. like, I really missed recording last week. I didn't think about it because these this last week has just flown by how busy we've been. But now that we're sitting back down and recording, it hit me. I'm like, man, I missed this. I missed this so bad. So For those of you who don't know why we missed it, we were just like crazy busy last week. Um, the youth room is finished. Yeah. Uh, so that was really the reason we didn't record because I was up there till 1030. Yeah. Um, and listen, I'm like one of those people that goes to bed at like nine, nine thirty at the latest. If I'm up at 10, like I've found you some were up serious to like 1130. goods on TikTok. Yeah. Those nights I was up so late. So yeah. by the time I got home, I was like, I can't record. I started a new job, so I didn't even yeah. have time to do research that I would have normally done. Like if we would have recorded I know once we've recorded, it's like, oh, my gosh, we forgot to do any research. And we, pardon me, goodness. That was disgusting. We, <laughs> I hope that one didn't make it through. Uh, but we prayed about it. We're like, you know, I think God wants us to do this. And it was fruitful. Last Monday, if we would have recorded, it would have been trash. I would have just fallen asleep. Listen, y'all, I was literally covered in paint. I, like, splatter painted the youth room. And I was covered in splatter paint. I just came home and went to bed. I didn't shower. I just got in the bed covered that. in paint i was, it was so tired it was dry paint yeah obviously but still <laughs> like i woke up the next morning like okay showering this but is where we're at today yeah <laughs> it's fine but where we're at today is back on track with um the devotion that we've been going in so we're excited to kind of share that with you but first let's talk church all right um there's not really a whole lot coming up. Um, here soon, I'm going to start announcing stuff with um, Oakville Wheat Festival that is towards the end of September. So that's always just a super fun outreach event that we do um, or that we're a part of. We don't do it, but um, we're a part of the parade and we're a part of um, the food stand. And so I'll start talking about that here um, coming up soon. And then just to put it on y'all's radar, um, September 25th is Oakville Park Day. So I know that's still quite a ways away, but just putting it on your radar. Yeah, and to kind of touch on the parade cleanup that we do as far as the Wheat Fest, I know we had talked about it and we were kind of up in the air like, should we do it? Should we really put you know the effort forward to do that kind of thing? How much fruit does it produce? And where I ultimately landed on it was... Like, I have such good memories from doing it. And I'm sure there's some fruit that comes from it. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that somebody is seeing people with Christian, you know, God, church shirts on. That's the way they look at it. Those those kind of shirts on. And see Lighthouse Community Church. And maybe even if it's not our church, but to see godly people doing nice things. And just to see that Christians aren't just in the church dwelling, kind of sitting on the pews, reading our Bibles, and, you know, stow away and do nothing. So hopefully people see that. But... The other thing that really pushed me towards it was like, I just remember so vividly last year, it started pouring down rain at the end of the parade and we were wearing trash bags. So we're not getting wet or you're just out there getting completely soaked. You're picking up melted, nasty candy from the streets and it's just a mess and it was disgusting, but it's a memory that's going to stick with me forever. Me and other men from the church just drenched and laughing about it. So, yeah. It's funny that you say that because for those of you who have literally no idea what we're talking about every year, um, after the wheat festival parade, we go back, um, 
like through the route and we pick up trash off of the route. Yeah. And look, I'm going to be honest with you. Every year I just dread that you, event. You like, skip out. I know I do not. I do it every single year. There's not been a single year that I've no, not done it. You go take care of the kids. Kids don't want to do that. Didn't you do that last year? Didn't you just take Meyer and go, you found shelter? No, Mimi did that. Oh, yeah. You were there. <laughs> Braving it out. I was with the dudes. I didn't see you. Okay. Anyway, um, so there's always something that I'm like, this, like, I don't want to do this at all. But then once it's happening, like, you're so right. Like, it's such yeah. a fun time of fellowship like just hanging out with people like your hands are like sweating in the gloves and it's disgusting oh, yeah. and they're like, like the cheap kitchen serving yeah. gloves so they tear but it's so much fun like this sounds we're making it up like nobody's gonna want to do this but <laughs> it's seriously such a good time it of is. fellowship with the people of the church and so i know if you're anything like me you're gonna be thinking like i'm not signing up for that that sounds terrible but just trust me when i say in the moment like it feels so nice to be doing it with our church and just yep. being a part of that so yeah so that's what we got coming up yeah that's what's on the docket uh preaching wise i preached last week i yeah. started a two-week series on prayer so i'm not just gonna say go back and listen to it because it's something i preached but next week this coming sunday it ties into last week's sermon and it's not like you're going to be totally lost i mean it's scripture you can you know find your way around it. you can you can pray and and all that but I think it would be really beneficial to listen to last week's sermon coming into this week, if you did miss last week, just because uh, I preached Psalm 91, and I'm going to preach a portion of Psalm 92, and we're just going to be really intentional about prayer. So just encourage you there. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Something Clist and I have been praying about for a while now, um, you know, on where to kind of try to speak from our hearts and from the, you know, Lord's heart, what we're going to speak to the church in this season. So, Chiggity, check that out. Yeah, listen, you really did a great job, too. Thanks, man. I feel like Appreciate that. every, okay, when you first started preaching, you know, I would, like, listen to him every, like, Saturday night beforehand just so I could make sure you're not saying something stupid. But now it Jackson, has, like. Jackson said he would have to get cards ready, like, yeah. in soccer, like, <laughs> yellow card, you said something dumb, red card, get off the stage, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, and you've always been great, but, like, you've just grown so much in that area and i just enjoy listening to you so much you're so easy to listen to and i'm not saying that because you're my husband you're just really look sonia oh, tonight i dropped myra off at church and she like i don't know if this is a compliment or not but she's like tell your husband he put me to sleep last night and i was like wait what, what? and she's like <laughs> she's like I, it was like two in the morning and I was scrolling through Facebook and I landed on Lighthouse's live video and she's like, so I just let it play and that's awesome. she fell asleep to it last night. So Man. again, I don't know if that's a compliment uh, yeah. or not. I'm, but... I'm, I'm sorry that it put her to sleep. I mean, two but in she's the morning. Like, she's like, he just has a very calming voice. Like it's a good voice to listen to. I'm like, he does. Yeah. That's so, great. Well, go. thanks for the encouragement. Yeah. You're welcome, man. Y'all nice can, voice. Y'all can hit me with a James Webb. On Sunday, if you see me, if what you, if you want to tell James me Webb? I got a nice voice, you can just be like, You're hey, so James weird. Webb. You're so weird. It's a humble way to take compliments. Is I don't know. Let's get way? away from that. <laughs> Let's get away from that right now. What else are we going to talk about today? Well, I have news? some more fun news for you. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say let's do some news. Okay, so um, August has been a month for zoo babies. I love me some zoo babies. So um, I don't know if any of you remember when uh, baby Fiona the hippo was born in Cincinnati Zoo, but 
Um, on August 8th, I believe, Fiona's baby brother Fritz was born. What? Little Hold baby up. hippo Fritz. How long? What was the difference in birth? Like, I don't remember. From the same mother? Fiona. Yeah, but I think that was like during COVID, Fiona was born. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying like baby Fiona was born in like May and then the other one no, came no, in no, August. No, no, and no. I'm like, whoa. No, I'm pretty sure Fiona was born. Twins are weird in don't the world of hippo. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty I sure. I think I remember that because that yeah. was like, we're really this bored that we're going to watch a hippo give birth? Yeah. Yeah. And that was baby Fiona. And now Fiona's baby brother, Fritz, was born. I love and, that. Um, and, and our. Arkansas, Arkansas, or Kansas. Arkansas. I have it um, abbreviated as ARK. You're like, what is that? I'm like, wait, wait. Arkansas. Arkansona. Anyway, Arkansas Zoo. Um, three tiger cubs were also born good. this month. So, only thing that would make it better is we talked about some rhino babies being born. I do love a good rhino baby. Well, I think the world needs some more rhino babies. They That's are on true. the endangered list. Yeah. So, so getting you know, some tigers zoo babies, out there. That's yeah. fun. That is, didn't, uh, didn't St. Louis, wasn't there another zoo that just had a giraffe? What? Yeah, where was that? I don't remember, but I saw that, man, that thing just fell out right on its head. Yeah, Nobody there to catch it. I guess you can't catch a baby giraffe. It looks pretty huge. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly a far way to fall. Dang. (laughs) It's going to grow up and people are going to be like, well, you dropped on your head when you were little? People are going to say that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, Maybe. I guess you're kind of a bad person if you talk trash to a giraffe. Giraffes are fantastic. They're my favorite animal. They are great. Um, my second um, news article is that a man ran the width of Ireland in less than 24 hours. Wow. I don't really know what that means. Like, many, I don't know how many miles. Oh, man. We're really bringing, we're br- really bringing Google out every week in this. Hey, Google, how many miles wide is the country of Ireland? Well, I don't that, know what the heck that means. That didn't answer my question. I don't know. But if you ran for 24 hours straight, like, wow. That's intense. Yeah, and so he actually did it in 23 hours and 39 minutes. The whole width of Ireland, I ran dude. 11 miles once and, like, blew both my knees out. Yeah, you were, like, <laughs> struggling. This guy, he apparently, like, chugged a pint of Guinness. Right before he ran. He Let's was like, go. you know, Irish people. Yeah. But he just slammed some Guinness wow. and then ran the entire width of Ireland. And what an Irish hours. thing to do. What a what, beast. What is the, like, Chuck Norris line that he laid down? As he <laughs> finished his pint and slammed the glass down on the table, I want to know the action phrase that put him into 23 hours of just awesome Running. dude motion. Yeah, man. So... Fun world news for you. I have one little bit of world news. Apparently there's like... uh, Now I want to know how big it was, actually. There's this massive... Yeah, a 656-foot deep sinkhole was found Saturday morning near a mining site in Chile. Jeez. Look, Chile's got a lot of bad stuff going on anyway. Like, they have, like, a lot of earthquakes and all that kind of stuff. I think they got, like, somewhat of a civil war going on from time to time. And now they got... A huge sinkhole. I mean, if you look at it from, like, an aerial view, it just looks like the country has a belly button. Like, it's it's big. The sinkholes are scary. They just, they don't stop sinking. Jeez Louise. Yeah, so I'm glad you got some good news. Right. I I found a sinkhole. Like, we could have ended on my news. Zoo babies and a man running the width of Ireland. Well. Sinkholes. I'm glad he didn't try to run through Chile, (laughs) because 
<laughs> he would have fallen right in. He may have sunk. All right, so away from the news, we have covered the church things. Let's get back to the super sweet devotional that we've right, been talking let's about. Do it. So we are on. Okay, what have we covered so far since we missed a week? Forgiveness. Okay, let me just go back to and being like Christ. Being like Christ, correct. And then and forgiveness. Forgiveness. Yes. Out of and order. so this week we are on serving. Serving. Yep. So you want to start it or you want me to? Yeah, I'll start it. Uh, Just some scripture, you know, before we get into the devotion part of it, things that I feel are encouraging because a lot of people, I mean, I found whenever I had gotten to this point in the devotional and you brought it up to me earlier in the day, you know, you're like, so what does the Bible say about serving? And I'm like, what does the Bible say about serving? You know, it's one of those things like we're called to serve. You go to church and you serve. You're a Christian, so you serve and you hear it and hear it and hear it. But like, What's the Bible verse that sticks out in your head that's like, this is why I serve? Other than like, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. So when you love God, then you're going to serve God. But that doesn't say serve. You know, like, what is that driving passage that gets you to serve? And I'll be honest, I didn't have one. So I had to look it up. I had to do some research. And like, what are some encouraging passages to promote serving? So I've got two passages, two quick verses. And then um, a bit of a chapter, (laughs) not the whole chapter. (laughs) I'm going to do like a synopsis. Okay. Okay. So, um, okay. So the first passage is out of Galatians chapter six, verse 13. For you were called to be free brothers and sisters. Only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love. So obviously that verse has the word serve in it. Okay. So we're called to serve. Straight up, serve one another. So we see that external aspect, okay, I'm going to go and serve somebody. The next one that I found, and let me pull it up, uh, was Romans 12, verse 1, chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, brothers and sisters, again, this is Paul writing both of these letters, so you hear the brothers and sisters, and the therefore, he's really encouraging about um, considering people in Christ as family. Um, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasant to God. This is your true worship. So in other translations, the word worship there would translate to service. This is your true service. So now we're seeing serving God. And I think that's a big, big part of serving. Okay, I'm called to serve. Well, who am I called to serve? Well, certainly not myself. We don't serve ourselves. We bless ourselves when we pray and we worship and we get in the word and we talk to God. But when we serve, we physically exert our energy and the grace that's been given to us through our salvation. We serve each other and we serve God. We serve each other for God and we sacrifice our bodies to do that. And then finally, um, 1 Samuel chapter 12. So the synopsis here. Um, This is Samuel's final um, speech to the people of Israel. So at the beginning of the uh, chapter we read, Then Samuel said to all of Israel, I have carefully listened to everything you said to me and placed a king over you. Because the Israelites are like, we need a king. And Samuel's like, well, that's a bad idea. And God's like, you don't want that. And the people are like, we want a king. So God's like, all right, Samuel, give him a king. Big regret. People don't want a king. People don't need a king. But they're stubborn. So, you know, whatever. Samuel continues to say, now... You can see that the king is leading you. As for me, I'm old and gray. My sons are here with you. I have led you from my youth until now. Here I am. Bring charges against me before the Lord and his anointed. 
And then he continues the, the, he continues to speak, and the people are like, Samuel, you've never done anything wrong. It's because he wasn't a king. He was a prophet. He was somebody that God put before them as a spiritual leader, not a law-running king. And they converse for a little while. They continue to talk, continue to talk. And the people say, Samuel, do something great for us and show your godliness. So Samuel makes it rain and thunder. And they're like, Samuel, you're so great. Like, go before God for us. Pray for us. Speak to the Lord for us. Um, they pleaded with Samuel, verse 19. They pleaded with Samuel, pray to the Lord your God for your servants so we won't die. For we have added to all our sins the evil of requesting a king for ourselves. So now that people are realizing, like, wait a second, we are stupid. We didn't need a king. We don't need a lawgiver. God already is the lawgiver. We need a spiritual leader. Verse 20, Samuel replied, don't be afraid, even though you have committed all this evil, don't turn away from following the Lord. Instead, worship the Lord with all your heart. Serve the Lord with all your heart. Don't turn away to follow worthless things that can't profit or rescue you. They're worthless. The Lord will not abandon his people because of his great name and because he has determined to make you his own people. As for me, I vow that I will not sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you, by ceasing to serve you. I will teach you the good in the right way. Above all, fear the Lord and worship him, serve him faithfully with all your heart. Consider the great things he has done for you. However, if you continue to do what is evil, both you and your king will be swept away. And I know that's a lot. That's a lot to digest real quick, like, over a podcast. But the gist of it is, we live in a world where we can worship so many other things. We live in a world where so many other things want us to serve them. Look, this is especially coming in a time of weakness for me. Week one of preseason just happened, baby. I talked about it on the last podcast episode. I love football. Sometimes I think, between the months of August and February, I can serve football. I can worship football. I take time away to make sure that I can watch my beloved stupid football. And this is it. We've wanted these things. We've desired these things. Who are we going to serve? Are we going to serve the Lord our God because we love him and serve the people that he has blessed us to serve? Or are we going to serve the kings that have we've begged to be put before us? So that is well, where I'm at with all of the serving. Now, please. It's interesting let that you ended you. with that because um, part of the devotion that I was going to talk about is um, in the beginning of the first day of serving, it talks about how um, if you have a boat, you like quickly re- realize how much time and energy and money and physical work you spend on keeping that boat. Now, we do not own a boat. Um, we have not reached that level uh, yet. But um, <laughs> I have heard from people that do own boats that it is a lot of upkeep. It's a lot of work. You don't just have a boat and then every once in a while you take it on the lake. Like there's a lot more that goes into it. And it says like um, everyone's always serving something or someone. So it's not a matter of like, am I serving? It's a matter of what or who you're serving. Mm -hmm. So I just found that super interesting because like you said, like it's easy to, and when you think of serving, you're not thinking like, I don't serve football. Like what? But where does your checkbook lie? Yeah. One of those kind of things. Well, that was another thing it said at the end. It was like, identify your boat, like who or what is it that you're serving? An easy way to see what you are in service to is to look back at your time. Look at the last week of your life and rank the top 10 things that you spent time doing. 
Are these things done as a follower of Jesus or in a self-serving life? Well, and and as I now remember, as I was reading that passage and I kept stopping whenever I said the word worship and I replaced it with service, I didn't do that because that's my clever preaching skills. I did that because that's what it literally translates yeah. back to. So what are you serving? I don't serve anything. Okay, what do you worship? Yeah. What are you worshiping? You want to find out what you love more? You want to find out what you worship? Look at your checkbook kind of thing. Look at your bank statement. Where does a lot of your money go? Because, well, the secular world, obviously money is the root of everything. Even in the Christian world, we have to take our finances seriously or else we're just blowing our money on whatever. God has gifted us financially. How are we going to use it to bless him and bless other people? Look at your checkbook. If you're making but sure. But also, like, look at your time, too. Like, I get what you're saying with yeah. the checkbook. But even for people who, like, may not have, well, I don't have the finances to give to the church like other people. You know, like, okay, so what are you spending your time doing? Whenever, yeah. like, for me, whenever it was, like, look at the week of your life and what are the top ten things you spent your time on? Like, were the top three things that I spent my time doing this week praying, um, getting in the scripture with my family. Right. You know, like, no, the answer was no. Yeah. And like, I don't know what the top 10, honestly, probably that stupid jewel game that I have is definitely, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like yeah. little things like that where you're just like, Oh, I have a couple Could've minutes. I'm just going to play instead. a couple levels, you yeah. know, like it's just so simple to serve things on accident. And I also feel like this subject is kind of a, like a hard one for a lot of people because it's like, well, you don't have to work. To be a Christian, you but know, like what is what is the book of James say? Faith without works is dead. Right. But I just feel like it's kind of tricky for some people because when we're talking about service, we're not necessarily talking about like it's amazing to serve in your church. You should absolutely serve in your church, but that's not necessarily what we're talking it's about. It's a posture here. of your heart. Yeah. And so um one of the verses that the devotion did was Luke 14, 13, and it says, If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. And so I, it says that a lot of people come into a relationship with Christ not wanting to serve, but rather wanting to get more from him. So, like, we've already received Jesus. He's already served us. Like, a lot of people are guilty you know, myself included sometimes of coming at Jesus, like expecting him to continue serving me, which he does like just time and time again. But we expect that when what we, sh our hearts should really be postured towards is serving God. Like how can I serve God today? And not just, like I said, in your actions, like physically serving him, but like, you know, what's serving God is just like praying with your child, like showing your child what a servant hearts look like. Like whenever you see somebody, like the other day, I'm just going to use Mimi as an example. Mimi, I know you listen to these, so congratulations, you're getting a shout out. The <laughs> other day, she called and she's like, hey, I'm going to stop by the house. I'm like, great, I'll be there in like a couple minutes. So as I'm pulling up, I see Mimi like speed walking from our house to the salon. And I'm like, what is happening? Well, she had saw an older lady like struggling with her walker, getting it into the back of her car. And she just, like, ran over, got out of her car, ran over there and helped her put her walker in her car and, like, walked her to her driver's side door. And, like, it turned out that she did know that woman. But I'm very confident that even if she didn't know that woman, she would have done that. And that's just, like, that's a very good example of just, it's like. It's a servant's heart. It's a servant's heart. Like, yeah. 
just wanting to help people, wanting to love people, like wanting to show people the face of Christ, you know, like. Yeah. Jesus didn't have to wash the disciples' feet that night. They knew who Christ was. Well, some of them were still kind of, kind of far out there, but a lot of the disciples knew who Jesus was. They knew the story. They had seen his love. They had seen his miracles in action. They didn't need any further evidence, but he chose to. And he did it out of love. And the last thing I wanted to cover on serving was the fact that not serving is not going to look the same for everyone. Amen. Like God, Amen. You can't you can't say that loud enough. You want me to say it louder? You can. <laughs> Go for it. I don't serving does <laughs> not look the same for everybody. And God gives us all different gifts and different ways to serve him. And so don't look at your neighbor or the person across the street or the person across the church auditorium and think like, man, like they're serving so well in that area. Like I wish, you know what? Like that's okay. Like that's amazing for them, but God has gifted you with your own set of gifts and your own set of ways to serve him. Like all you have to do is like ask him to utilize those. And so I guess your challenge this week is to just like, first of all, figure out what you're serving or who you're serving and what that is. And, You know, if it's not Christ, then try to posture your heart this week and maybe transitioning that over to him. And then also just praying that God would help you to see the gifts that he's given you and help you to um, utilize those properly. So absolutely. With the flip side of it, too. Don't look at somebody who's not serving and just be like, well, I'm doing tisk, all this. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all this work and you ain't doing naughty, nothing. Naughty yeah. me. Look, because if you're if you're serving your service. That's a big uh oh spot. Yeah. If if you're if you're worshiping your just service, to check a box. If hey, you're if you're serving, just check a box. Yeah. Then check your heart. Check your heart. Check yourself <laughs> before you check that box. <laughs> look, I say that out of, my, out of my own guilt sometimes too. Yeah, like, for sure. I read the Bible this morning because, well, I read the Bible this morning. Yeah, you know, one of those kind of things. But anyway, awesome. I think that was an excellent challenge. I think it was excellent uh, digging in. You did there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I don't really have anything else to close us out today. The weather's good. I want to talk about that. I know we've mentioned in the podcast a couple times, like, oh, it's been hot today. Like, it's been so nice. It's been so nice. It's been like 60s in the morning. It feels good outside. Whenever I go to make sure my car's locked at the end of the night, I walk outside and it's kind of sort of brisk air. Like, man, it's good. Fall time's coming, y'all. All the pumpkin spice. Yes. All that. Love that. All right. You got anything else? Yeah, I have a couple animal facts for you. What? All right. Are you ready? I I hope. I don't know if I am. You've gotten, you've given me some pretty cool animal facts. Well, fleas can jump 350 times its body length. Hey, Google. How long is a flea? What? So small. Roughly one-eighth of an inch long. Hey, Google, stop. One eighth of an inch. How far can it go? 350 times that. I don't know what that is. Me either. I was so confused why you even tried doing that. If y'all have the time to do that math right now, (laughs) whatever one eighth of an inch is, multiply that by 350. That's how far it can go. That's pretty intense. Hey, Google, what's 0.125 multiplied by 350? That thing can jump almost 45 feet. 
pretty. It would be inches. Oh, I don't. Gosh. Aaron, go to bed. 45 uh, feet. Can you imagine? Jumping <laughs> <laughs> 45 feet. I have the power to edit this out, but I will not. How bad? That's fantastic. You're just walking down the street and you're like, nah, man, thing would hit you like a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. I'm tired of myself. Slugs have four noses. What on earth they need with all them noses? I do not know, but... Man, they could smell pie from so far away, but they ain't never going to get to it. You're right. Remember we used to feed our turtle slugs? Yeah. Hmm. It's morbid. All right, very last animal fact of the day. Are you ready? This one is just going to make you squeal. Probably not, but in my head I was squealing when I read it. Are you ready? (laughs) I'm glad you can imagine me like dancing around and squealing. (laughs) A newborn kangaroo is the size of a lima bean. What? That's so cute. Why would they refer to a lima bean? What else? That's so small. It's like this big. No, a newborn kangaroo? That's what it said. I don't believe that for one second. A lima bean is so small. It's not like you're thinking of like a black bean. A lima bean is like, it's still pretty small. I'm a, no. Yep. No. That's adorable. Don't crush my heart. Don't do it. Just let me Can believe you imagine it. Mama kangaroo just stuffing a bunch of lima beans in her pouch? Just one. Do, do they have multiple babies at once? If they're the size of a lima bean and kangaroos are that big, I'd hope so. No. You got to let me have this one. I'm about Let to ask. I'm about to ask. The don't speaker. crush me. Don't do it. Don't hmm. do it. All right. I'll let it go. Y'all can do your own Thank research. You. All right. Here. Don't do no more, oh, look, James. It says the young kangaroo, a joey, is born at a very immature stage, only about two centimeters. That's incredible. And weighs less than a gram. See? It wasn't fibbing. I don't want to see it. I, I think it's. See it. I think it's far oh. less cute than you think. I think you're imagining like a Polly it. Pocket looking kangaroo. It's probably going to be real translucent. Probably pretty I bloody. See it. I'm gonna look it up. All right. All right, y'all. So lima bean is the catchphrase this week. If you have listened before Sunday and you see us in church, just hit us with lima bean, and we're gonna know you've made it to the end of the episode. Yep. Good job. I'm sorry for all of the the breakaways I got on there and thinking that fleas can jump 45 feet. Yeah, listen, Crosby is going through a phase. Neither one of us have slept. Oh, my gosh, look at it. It is kind of gross looking, but also so cute. Mm, that's, that's the newborn one. That's like a couple of weeks in, I bet. All right, y'all. We're out. Good night. Good night. <laughs>